Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, it's fucking spotty Wi-Fi. Um, Where were you though? You were going to go off on a really great. What the hell was I saying? Oh, um, oh, I like to look at those interviews and think like what brought them in their life, what past traumas or things that they've been through brought them to becoming a porn star. Cause I feel like, and, and I'm not trying to judge or anything like that, but I genuinely feel as though um, somebody who comes from a supportive household, a loving household of even, even if it's a divorce situation of just one parent that uh, supports them in their endeavors and maybe, you know, doesn't abuse them or whatever, that person or that kid is not going to grow up and be like, you know what? I'm going to become a sex worker. I just don't see that. I totally agree. And I've met so many as I live in the Los Angeles, part of the Los Angeles that I live in is the capital of the porn industry. So, you know, you know, um, so (laughs) I, you know, I don't know if you know where that is in the, it's in the sense, whatever. I, I live in the area where it's just, it's where it's at. Okay. It's the capital of Los Angeles is porn land. And I have met so many that are not totally satisfied with that choice. And then by the way, like, what do you do now when you've been this? And then strip clubs were closed for a while, as far as I know. Right. So what, and and, and if we actually think about the danger that these workers are being put in, so now quarantine happens, right. All these strip clubs are closed now. Okay. Which means that all the, the, the strippers that I knew or exotic dance, whatever the right way to say it is, those people had to find dangerous places to go, like these mansion parties and houses, not safe, like at all, in order to keep getting their their money. And and then I wondered, I know they're 1099 contractors, but they make the majority of their monies and tips. How are they being taken care of as far as unemployment goes during the pandemic? You know, because a lot of people who are in that industry, like it's hard to write, you know, what on your resume, 12 years of stripping. Right. Hire me. Right, right. And not to, I mean, honestly, I would have thought they would have taken to, I'm sure a lot of them became, uh, had only made only fans with the absolutely so it grew so it grew that industry in the online realm and probably some of them don't have to go back to their actual job dancing so yeah so i guess maybe it was a toss-up you know but yeah. i i do i have to say i liked one of your podcasts where you were talking about the effects that the quarantine had on people's mental state you were talking about finding alternatives from substance abuse use by like writing or journaling or how tiktok was a release for that i wish i would have found it at the beginning um i've lost one friend to the covid okay oh, no i'm sorry but this that's okay but this year i i've lost you know, my brother-in-law, a friend of many years, my mother's ex-husband right. to alcoholism, uh, had a friend commit suicide this year. And, and I've never, I mean, yes, I've been, I, I, throughout the, my life in the past, I had been immersed in, you know, communities that would be like street communities, you know, so it happens, you know, every yeah, yeah. year it happens, but this year more than ever. And when I was trying to talk about like, the psychological impact that the lockdowns have on people who is I had, I had my son in January, right. Two months before this happened. So here I am 30 pounds heavier, unable to, and this is a first world problem, but can't try on clothes inside the stores. Can't really go to the gym to get the mama weight off. Want to have a party and introduce people to my brand new son and can't first time mom trying to make friends can't. So the psychological impact to that, and I got postpartum depression actually, 
and I'm stubborn. So I don't take medication for stuff like that. You know what I'm like? I can't do it. You know, but I mean, it was like really hard and I felt like, and so I actually did, I called a psychiatrist. Right. And you know what the waiting list was for me to see a psychiatrist, like nine months. I was going to say months. Oh my God. Nine months just to get, by the way, and I'd stopped breastfeeding. I got back on my um, medication that I take that you can't take while you're breastfeeding. And they cut my insurance, changed it. And we're like, nope, you're going to have to go to urgent care every month for the next nine months to get your prescribed medication. Your doctor won't see you anymore because you're on Medi-Cal. I'm like, just to rewrite my prescription, I only see her once a year to handle that. So it was like, they told me I had to wait nine months. So I ended up choosing to get out of Medi-Cal and paying for private insurance so that I could continue to get my medication because nine months, and I know people don't have access to that. No, nobody to to be able to make the choice like I made to to buy purchase private insurance. So, you know, I did learn a bit when I was reading the comments about the mental awareness, you know, the mental skit that I did, um, which was just a skit about liberals and Republicans and how they deal with mental, you know, and I did start (laughs) reading from the comments, like, yeah, I guess there, there is a point to be made that, you know, some people do have to self-diagnose themselves because to wait nine months to be able to be seen by a doctor is fucking ridiculous ridiculous but then can we also acknowledge that there might be people who exploit things so that they can yes did it freeze again oh man i hope it didn't can you hear me hello yeah i can hear you i do think like self-diagnosing like i get why that makes sense for that reason yeah but i think but do we think it's possible that like just like like we want to believe most women or all women when it comes to sexual assault we all know that there have been women who have been dishonest about it Um, I've actually met a person that's admitted that to me before. And it's, and people that, that lie about something that do not want to admit that they have lied and will do, you know, whatever they can to not admit it. I knew a gentleman who was accused of it. There was a custody battle and the wife ended up admitting that the man did not molest the daughter. It was just over custody. So I've seen things like that happen. And I also wonder, is it possible that some people are exaggerating mental illness so that they, because we've now created an oppression pie chart and you have to click (laughs) off a certain number in order to be heard. So if you're like a straight white dude who grew up in a great family with, you know what I mean? You trust, you might want to act like you're depressed. You got to have some sort of mental illness. You got to have something. You need to, or else you just will have, you will not be allowed to talk through the whole college experience. (laughs) You won't be allowed to say one word. You're put in the corner. Your desk is on an island separated from all other desks. Fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> I think I think you're right, though. I think, um, again, and this is where it kind of gets wonky. It becomes like a slippery slope because um, it's almost mental health issues have almost become um, a fad. And I think it takes away from the uh, the real conversation that it is. I mean. And listen, I think that if you're a human fucking, my personal opinion is if you're a human being at some point or another, you're going to experience an anxiety attack, a panic attack. And if you never do, good for you, like genuinely. And if you don't, there might be something going on there too. Like, whoa, are you, you know, are you a sociopath? Right. Yeah, I was going to say, are you like a total narcissist or something? Right. You can't feel anything. Right. Still a mental health. So like, I, I do feel like. It's a thing, but I also, um, it's a big thing that needs to be addressed more and wouldn't talked about more, but I also feel like a people exploit it and you, and it's not even safe to say that because then you look like an insensitive asshole because who can Uh decipher 
between, you know, like, we can't, but we, but, but listen, don't we use our intuition and what I call it's our spidey senses. We do use our spidey senses. Right. And so, and just like when I feel like when I was, so like I was a liberal in college. Right. And then I had a changing experience, but a lot of times I, I guess one of the things that caused me to begin to get frustrated because I did go into it with a really open mind. And again, I was, I was a first generation to pass high school. So me getting into college, I took it like everything that they're saying is the absolute truth, you know? Um, but it started to feel like I was in a situation where it was like, stand up, sit down, rub your belly, no, pat your head. No, you're doing it wrong. No, stand up. White silence is violence, but also don't talk right now. And also if you say it this way, you're a performative ally. And then I also think sometimes you get disingenuous people that want to just be down for the cause because they want to seat at the table. And, and so then you, you, you also get disingenuous people that way. And in order to find out who the, who, what each is which we used to have to use our own individual moral compass and ethics to to with our spider senses decipher what is what and i think that if we were all to do that on an individual basis collectively we would be getting along a lot better and we would realize that things are not just red and blue right oh like, my god you took the thought right out of my fucking head because it's not it's so much more complicated and complex and anybody who's got the faculties to take five seconds to just step back and think realize that is better off it's not just red and blue it really isn't there's a little bit of purple there's a little bit of fucking like green like you know what i mean it's it's so not cut and dry the way that people make it Mm -hmm. And and you're so right like i know somebody on tiktok recently um who she made a video about how um she used to get beat with a belt and like she made a song like kind of like the song you did like to that beat like you know oh my god with a belt yeah with like yeah. how you know when she was a kid when she did something wrong um she she's a hispanic girl she used to get hit with the belt you know the mother used to bring out the chocolate and like hit her and uh it was in response to somebody saying like if you hit your kids that's abuse or something like automatically it's abuse, which I'm not trying to even get into the conversation, but she responded saying it's abuse. Like I was fucking hit with the belt. If I talked back to my mother, you know, that was me, how I grew up. Somebody took that video and basically said that she is an abuser herself. Like, um, like, you know, she abuses her children, no evidence of it. And all she was saying was that she got beat. That's all she said in the video. Yeah, so stitched her out of context. We all know how that goes, right? And and then ran with this narrative that she's an abuse sympathizer and she b- believes in abusing children. And then when we all came to bat for her, all of our you know she's part of the TikTok crew, when we all came to bat for her, called us abuse sympathizers, <laughs> and then. Tag me in this video when we're, I, I have to see he, this. This idiot blocked us. Like, I can't even get to his TikTok because he blocked me now. I'll, I'll get you his name. I'll text it to you. But um, when- It froze again. Oh, it's frozen. Okay, I see you. I see you. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, I so yeah, I don't either. It could be even, is it me? Does this happen? No, I think it's me. It keeps saying Okay. Me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So stitching things out of context, how they they- even I've had, I've had before they stitched my sentence. It was like the, the, the literal sentence after that one was the opposite. Like you, you just completely intentionally. Right. 
And then I get, I got so mad about it. I'm like, if this is what TikTok is, fine. I'll, we can stitch people out of context all day and have a whole <laughs> stitch party. But I also hope that the people who are watching these stitches go to, don't they go to the original? I always go to the original to like right. kind of see like what's going on. That's ex- ex- and I don't think genuinely i don't think people even have the fucking attention span to even do it or the thought process they just see it blindly go with what they're seeing and then run with it and that's what causes this fucking volatility and again it's the stitching out of fucking context like i saw your video the one that went viral did it give me a reaction a negative one yes because i I assumed what you were talking about but then I went to your profile after seeing 75 different. Uh, so I couldn't believe it. I was like, of all the things, my husband was in a band for 12 years, right? <laughs> Worked so hard, live performer. And he was, his friends are so mad. He's like, really? A nursery that's, rhyme? That's I was like, what, ha ha, suck us. like after seeing that video, having the reaction, eventually I was just like, let me check her out. Like, I'm curious, you know? And I went to your page and I saw you explaining, giving context to that video because it, I, in my opinion, it was taken out of context. Um, do I understand how it could be taken out of context? Me too. Yes, yeah, I do. But kind of not because I also feel like there was a level of people just assuming that you meant something. And I think you were wearing a, a Trump hat, right? Or something like that in the video. Mm, I can't remember if, no, I don't think I was, but my, my hashtags were, I can't remember. I was wearing a big leopard jacket. I think it was definitely, I don't remember my, my hashtags were though. Okay. And I think that was another reason because again, people assume. And I only use those hashtags because I was new to the app and I was trying to find my way to that side. I didn't realize how irrelevant the hashtags actually are yet. I was just learning, you know, because I don't feel like hashtagging. I don't know. know, (laughs) What the fuck really even do anything. But I think that's what it is. It's like people just assume out of, t- out of context and they don't get, they don't even take the time out. They don't want yeah, it. So, so what do you think? Do you think that because of the way like tech, tech, I, I was born in 89. So I'm, yeah. I mean, to the TikTokers, really same year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? I'm June. Hey. What's, uh, what's your birthday month? Tell me I'm June too. June 12th. June 29th. Okay. All right. Okay, so we're not exactly the same sign, but we, hey, we got birthdays coming up, right? We're June, June babies, that's all that matters. Yes, we are. So I feel like back in the day, like, we all hung out, like, in person more because the internet hadn't advanced so rapidly, right? Yeah. And, like, we had the, remember when we, like, sat as kids to read, like, Harry Potter, whatever the book is, like, you, the attention span to read a whole novel. And I have a Kindle, and that did get me back into reading for a little bit, right? I read, I read Demi Moore's life story of all the things, right? <laughs> top of my reading list. You know, it's like, I'm going to break out my, they all made fun of me for this cup. Whatever these cups are, whatever brand this is, someone bought me this cup. I was like, okay, I'm going to just read Demi Moore book on my Kindle and be just like the <laughs> typical mom they make fun of. There you go. There so, you go. Okay. But we have like, we, we have less attention span. So like I have a friend that's a writer and she's on this thing called like scribe or some writes long articles that I want to take the time to read it so much, but I'm, I'm too busy like doing all these other things. And we're all so busy. And you know, like as a creator, like you have so much on your plate because you've got to do the TikTok. You have to keep your Instagram up. You have to keep your podcast going. I'm trying to get my podcast started also and like do all these things. And you know, so it's all this, but it's, it's even people that aren't, that are just more consumers rather than just creators also that I feel like um, we are so quick to 
make these assumptions because everything is so fast that we don't take the time. Like the conversation and that I'm starting to like in this conversation, realize how awesome the podcasting is because this is where the real work gets to be done. And TikTok really should be an advertising tool to lead to these deeper conversations stations because this is where we can start to find middle ground and like I'm having hope right now that that middle ground can still be found because I started giving up and going you know what it's just it's divided I had a best friend from college she was there she came when my son was born she college turned her into a communist is what her political identity became I was like okay you know she came from very wealthy parents she's never struggled a day in her life right we had completely opposite upbringings I had a very challenging experience in my upbringing at some points, whatever, but she was cool. We got along, you know, she had her own challenges. She was overweight and had to experience that, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, and you know, I had, I partied a little too much in college, so we really connected. Right. And we were there every day at each other's houses. And sometimes we would argue, I'd be like, I don't want to watch the Kardashians. The show is stupid. And she'd be like, okay, well, I don't want to watch Alex, you know, whatever I wanted to watch, you know, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I just go get Thai food and then go like to the park. And we were able to get through so many disagreements and also learn and grow from each other for so long. Right. Yeah. And I think, and it was the, I went to a reopen California thing and that is what did it for her. She hit me up and, and I was, you know, what was crazy too is she, this girl's been my best friend for like now almost six years, I guess. No, five years, whatever. Long time. I haven't, I moved around a lot growing up. So I didn't have a chance to make these tight friendships with females. I was always just in monogamous relationships. No friends really. Right. So Mm -hmm. I had this tight friendship and I realized like the true value of having a crew of having friends. And after that friendship, I did learn like, this is very important. What a wonderful thing I got from this. I expanded my friend circle, but we were able to like get through so much. And at the end of the day, what was it that I was, I was, I was my, my brother-in-law died. So I was driving all the way to Washington, which is a 30 hour drive, breastfeeding my son in the car on the way during this whole thing. Right. Which was very difficult. I mean, I took him out of the car so he parked the car. I just want to make that really clear to anybody listening. The car was parked. I wasn't and even it, thinking that. My no, brain- but you know, I know I've learned, I've learned because uh, one time I was in the passenger seat, I made a TikTok. I'm like, you guys, it flips it. You know, my American <laughs> flag is not backwards. The, I tell TikTok to fix the camera. Don't talk to me. I'm the passenger. So, you know, I had to do that. It was like this long road trip. And I simply asked my friend, hey, uh, girl, are the salons like and everything like that finally open? She's like, how dare you? She's like, I am working six days a week right now. I'm very busy. And I'm so upset with you. I'm like, cool. I'm really sorry. But I'm actually on a, I, I know that you, you don't want to value what I'm doing, but I'm driving 30 hours away with my brother. And my, my mother-in-law had also just lost her husband, her husband at the same week. So it was like this, and I'm like, you're being so insensitive as a friend. And I'm like, I'm not, this is not like a pity, pity me thing, but it was more like, girl, I'm going through it right now. I just get, had a baby, just a couple of, like my brain isn't, you know, we're not working all the way yet. Right, and right. that was it. She dissed me for life. Won't talk to me. Love me, my friend. I even reached out to her a few months later and tried to be like, look, like, I love you. Like, I have so much love for you. I what, Can we please find a way? to respect each other and not end our friendship like and that's so all because you went to an event that she didn't necessarily agree with I went to an event that she didn't agree with and I asked her what things were because I was on my way to Washington and I was curious this is when when was this around it was around I don't remember the month April April it was in April so it was when we when things were kind of confusing and we didn't really know and I was googling it and getting conflicting information and I was asking her like what's San Diego like 
because I was thinking after that darkness, like maybe we needed to go have a good trip. I was thinking about coming out to visit May and get a hotel and say hi to her ultimately. But um, no, yeah, I took my son to a reopen California protest and she didn't respect that. And because um, like usually we would have these disagreements and, and she would like go on a rant to me, right? And I would be like, okay, like, cause I don't want to argue. It's not worth it to me. I, I want to, like, I'm, I'm not going to change her mind. She's stubborn. That's yeah. fine. I'm not trying to change her mind. Let's just talk about something else. Right. Like, or come to some common, common ground. But what I would do is I would listen to lectures for a long time and then just be like, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, dude, there's a cat cafe that just opened in Los Angeles. So let's freaking go there, girl, you know, and let's talk about music or let's do this. And so um, I got sick of enduring lectures and being talked to like a child for my beliefs. Right. Right. And and that is very and it's disheartening. Like my father is a very big Trump supporter. A lot of my father's side of the family are, are you know, Trump supporters. They, I, they, and it has not, not nothing to even really do with Trump. Just like their stance is kind of very in line with your stance. And I'm not really, you know, there are certain things that I can understand and whatever. Um, and him and I debate each other all the time. And sometimes I'm just like, I can't even have this conversation with you. And like, we'll change the subject and keep it moving. But there's never any like, um, I can't fucking speak to you again. My One of my aunts brought up personal things in an argument online. Um, fun fact, anybody watching, don't fucking argue with family politically online. It's just not, it's not a good outcome. She, oh brought up, she brought up like personal shit on a public forum. And now I don't speak to her because of that. But no, it has nothing to do with her political fucking leaning. To me, that's just how do you how do you do that? How do you get how do you out someone, especially with like family and stuff like that? Or I, I also find it odd. And this is more of a Facebook thing, I think. But like I've had some friends argue with what is like clearly an elderly like like I've got, you know, I've got some family members that are like 85 okay (laughs) like we can tell so or you know you can tell kind of when you're talking to somebody who might be having an f like you can tell when you're talking to somebody who's maybe not okay like maybe (laughs) they're not doing well right now you know and I had to like message and be like look here's who you're talking to here's what the situation is well they're like well they shouldn't say that I'm like cool they're an elderly person with like dementia. So I'm sorry that you don't like what they think, but I don't think that they're going to remember what they think <laughs> or what you think. So let's be cool. Totally. Personal stuff, different. It's, you know, it, that's toxic though. You know, yes. that's toxic. Yes. And that is why I wanted to have this conversation with you to show that like, listen, if I ever come to California, like I'd love to get a drink with you and actually like be your friend. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure we have more in common than we have, than we disagree with, you know, politics is just, politics is not life. I don't know how this even became a thing. You know, it's just your belief system. Like if you were Jewish and I was, I grew up Catholic. Does that mean we can't be friends? It's two different belief systems. No. You know what I mean? No, and it's just become this, it's just become this way. Like when I was in high school, I moved around. And so 
I took, when I was 16, I was ditching school with my baggy skateboarder pants, being a skateboarder with the little tank tops. You know what I mean? I thought I was so cool. I was like, I'm a skater and like <laughs> repeating is cool. And gang stars, the, you know, guru's the best rapper. And, you know, I was going through my earthy colors and like, you know, the whole, it's a look, right. I think, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. So I was going through this whole thing and I was young and my boyfriend was in his early twenties. I was 16. He was in his early twenties. I was looking back, you know, I dated him for eight years. He had the same last name as you, by the way. So he oh, was really? the 13. Yeah, he was a Franco. Um, so right on. Uh, but and he was a great guy. I, I knew him forever. But in our little community, it was it was mostly, I guess, what society could consider. Now, looking back at it, I don't like using this word because there are still many of my, my friends. But like what society would consider social rejects or so very diverse group. So very ethnic diverse group so we have like a like a super like people from skinheads against racial prejudice is a group i don't know if that exists in new york but there's they were in a part of that group but so like you know super like vocal about their jewish religion you know black people from the hood white you know person that would be considered white trash the white southerner guy who's gay who you would never expect you know what i mean like just all these different and we all kicked it hard. And were there disagreements amongst this group? Yeah. You know, and I had my little nickname. We all had our little nicknames, right? Like, you know, and, um, and you know what? Of almost 15 years later, they have been still the most loyal people, still a diverse bunch, still people where it's like, you know how you said you, you can, you could come to LA and have a drink. Yes. I would love that. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, so even with the people that I've known this long, right, we disagree right. about tons of stuff and we, and we, because we know each other forever, we'll sometimes argue about it, but get along. And at the end of the day, it's all love. It's all good. We, we realize that we'll always look out for each other. Right. There's more to life than than that shit i think the main message is we're all fucking human beings we all have our reasons for believing what we believe and we all don't need to fucking agree with one another and that's okay because i think you're a pretty dope person uh from from and i think you're a very open-minded person too like genuinely i think you're open you. to different positions and i commend that for you know, whether I agree with your leanings or not, which we know I don't, you don't agree with yeah. me. That's fine. But you're a human being and I'm a human being. And that's really why I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, thank you. How long have we been talking for? This has been a really cool conversation. I'm glad you have me on. We got to do this again, honestly. A, a check Actually, I'd love to. This is really cool. And I like your chair, by the way. The, you have you. the official... Oh yeah. It's so cool. You have the official, like, that's what you need. Like the official podcaster. And out of just really curiosity, just because we're like, we'll like wrap up our conversation. I think it's been like an hour about, yeah. (laughs) I've taken an hour, almost an hour and a half of your time. Oh no, I, it's all, it's all cool. But I just, but yeah, if I could just ask, I don't know, this will stay on the recording. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm setting up my podcast, right? I live in a one bedroom apartment. Is there a way to make it so you can break it down and put it back up every time? Or is that not possible? Oh, like break the setup down and then put it. Yeah, because I have a one bedroom, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just need one of those chairs because all of them, every podcaster that's worth their salt has one of those chairs. Oh, you mean break down the chair? No, no, not the whole chair. The chair can stay. But I need to have, like I'm saying, your chair is cool and you you look so professional, so legit. (laughs) 
And so like, I got my equipment. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm going to get it actually set up tomorrow. But it's like, it's, it's cool. I mean, and you talked about a place that you go through. Like, I'm telling you, after doing this, I've only been on one other podcast. And it was like my sharing my um, disdain for the 12-step programs. Okay. Um, that's the only other experience. And it was an older, like, she does not, she did not have a special chair or a cool microphone or anything. <laughs> it's like, you really, but your setup is legit. But it's Thank also you. cool, like, the way you talked about it, like, anybody can do this. Remember, you talked about how you only really need, and like, that was really good because it was talking about the accessibility of podcasting, which is so important. Yes. People feel like they need to have all this fancy or expensive equipment. If you can afford it, great. But I think it's really just about getting started and just, and just going for it. And you learn as you grow. Yep. Yep. And, you know? uh, and also if you have any, like, because I mean, your husband is a musician, so he probably knows audio. Yeah. Like the- he was the, they just put a microphone in his hand and he'd be like, yeah. Oh, like okay, that, okay. and he knows. He knows. You know, the, when it was time to set the chords, he was like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm being an artist." <laughs> you guys do that, but he has some understanding. Yeah, his drummer's gonna. His his ex drummer's coming over to help He's me out. Help. So that if you have any yeah. questions, seriously, hit me up. Um, I'll help. Oh, you say that I'm gonna be 21 questions in your Instagram. And I love all the it. Time. I love it. Anytime <laughs> you have a question, ask ask away because I love this shit. I think more people need to do it like you said, it creates a conversation. It creates a dialogue with people. I think it's, and it's I doing, think it's, it's real depth is what it, this is. This yeah. is what that is. And I think you, um, you wouldn't be in an echo chamber, like on your shit, on your podcast. I, I couldn't, I can't picture you being the type of person. Yeah. You'll probably no. talk to people who agree, but I could picture you kind of being like me wanting to have people with different opinions. And I Absolutely. think for that reason alone, whether you end up agreeing with them, fighting with them to whatever it is, I think that's, I can't wait to hear your podcast. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. It's going to be called the Jackie Lowe show. And I can be found on TikTok at Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-L-O-W-E show, Jackie Lowe show. Jackie Lowe show. And also your Instagram's the same? Jackie Lowe show. Yeah. Jackie Lowe show. It's cool. I realize. Yeah. And you're the Franco show. So see, and it's good. It's good to use that because your name is there. Yeah. And like, and it's rad. It's rad that you use your first and last name because you're sending a message when you do that, that you are not afraid of your true opinions about things out there. Like you're not concerned with, with anybody and what they have to say about your opinion. Like it was really important to me to use my first and last name. People are like, well, you shouldn't use your first. I'm like, well, I have nothing to hide. Right. I don't think like, I, I feel that I'm a good person. I don't want to see anybody harmed. I don't want to see anybody feeling, you know, bummed. So no, I'm, I'm happy to have a personal conversation with anybody and I don't have a job. So you can't dox me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm a stay at home mom. <laughs> and I'm sure you probably have guns or some shit, right? Well, it's good to protect ourselves when you're, you people go. are making my address, you know? There you go. So that's it. That's all that matters. We got guns here too. So <laughs> come to my house, motherfucker. You're going to be right? lit up like come a Christmas tree. Right. You, if you get me fired, you know, it'll be, my son will have to fire me. I don't think he's going to do that. So <laughs> can't fire mom. So fuck off. No. <laughs> Um, All right, Tori, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been an awesome experience. Thank you for being here. Text me, seriously, text me anytime. Um, I think you're awesome. I disagree with most of what you say, 
but I think you're an awesome person and I appreciate you even doing this. Thank you. And I'm glad we found some common, like some kind of like, 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 see, isn't it cool that there was some stuff, you know, like, so. Yeah. It's cool to not be a barbarian and actually talk. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Much respect to you. You too. Nice to meet you. You too. Bye. Bye.